Magalay. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. It's a Sharanda from second breakdown. It's Echo Point third, the inside. Burnley's Tigers being wide. A length and a half further back on the field to Tony's Reward. They're well clear from Gypsy Biker. And another plan's last of all in the swing around the home turn. Here's Echo Point looming up on the outside of Sharanda. Uh, working home, Tony's Reward down the outside. Burnley's Tigers still there and further back to breakdance. But taking over here is Echo Point and kicks away. Sharanda the inside can't go with Echo Point. And then we've got Tony's Reward and Burnley's Tiger. But well clear as Echo Point. 50 metres left to go. Good on you, Brookie. Good on you, uh, Todd. Echo Point. They cheer and bark all. And Echo Point's won the cup from Sharanda. Third to Burnley's Tiger. Followed by Tony's reward. Gypsy Biker. And then Brank Dance and another plan pulled up at the rear. As Josh Fleming said in the call of the Tab Birdsville Cup for 2022. Good on you, Brooke. Good on you, Todd. And they were certainly cheering and bark all. And as Echo Points stormed home to win by four and a quarter lengths ahead of the Manselman duo of Sharanda and Burnley's Tiger, as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news and a big focus on the two-day Birdsville Carnival just conducted yesterday and Sunday. We're also going to look back at what happened on the weekend at Atherton, Home Hill, Gundawindi, Gympie and Maxleton, plus a bit of a look back at the Capricorn Yearling Sales conducted on Sunday in Rockhampton. As always, helping us out with lots of news is Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. I uh, hope you're all well down there, Tony, and uh, I tell you what, Birdsville stole the show, didn't it? Sunday, Monday with the uh, Sky 2 coverage on Sunday and Sky Thoroughbred Central uh, coverage on a Monday. In fact, Tony, I'm part of my recovery. I, I usually have a nanny nap on Sunday and Monday afternoon, but every time I'd think about falling asleep, I'd say, no, there's another race coming up at Birdsville. I've got to tune in here. So we didn't do too much of that, but it was great to see. And I reckon I've got 10 stories I could pick out of Birdsville that we can go through this morning, but no greater story than our own Central West Stars of the show with the uh, Todd Austin, Todd and Tony Austin Racing, TNT Racing and young Brooke Richardson taking out another cup win uh, with this Echo Point and he's an exciting four-year-old by Sebring and he beat a Townsville Cup winner in Sharanda and Bernie's Tiger, runner-up in the country cups. So there was a real class factor and he demolished the field by over four lengths and uh, we welcome Brooke to the show this morning. Good morning to you, Brooke. Congratulations. Good morning, guys. Thanks very much. Now, Emma, Emma Bell in the past has had the name of Cups Queen, but I think we're going to have to transfer this title, Brooke, because I know you've racked up two Roma Cups. This is your first Birdsville Cup. I think you've won enough Cups out here to take on the mantelpiece. <laughs> possibly, but I won't speak too soon. You're racing you at the top one week, and you could possibly be at the bottom the next, but um, I'll enjoy it while it's um, going in the right direction, and I'll make the most of it, that's for sure. This seemed to be a bit of an emotional win for you, Brooke, uh, looking at the uh, the coverage there post-race. Uh, got to you a little bit, this one, this uh, win of Echo Point. Yeah, to be honest, once I'd uh, crossed the line, I was actually fighting back the tears then. I was just overwhelmed, Um Oh, I just think there's such a personal um, touch on, on the win for this horse because he is based at Barfordon under Todd Austin and Tony, who have been uh, not only friends in racing for me, but um, personal family friends. I've known them since I was a little kid and I ride all of his track work every single morning. Um, the longest I've been off his back is since he's actually gone to Birdsville because Rick McMahon took up um, the trip out there and I've been back home with the other horses here. So, um 
I'd missed him a little and I got to give him a bit of a cuddle before um, the races. And, yeah, look, it just it overwhelmed me. It really did. I was a little bit embarrassed trying to speak. I was fighting back the tears. <laughs> well, I've got to congratulate you on the ride. I, don't, I think this would have to be, you'd have to put it up there almost as close or close to your best ride in a cup race. The way that you position this horse and... And uh, I know Rick McMahon, uh, we all know the talent of Rick and the standard of Rick. And, of course, he had the, had the opportunity on Bernie's Tiger to try and pocket you at one point. But you were just patient, you were calm, and you got the gap. And it was all over as soon as you had uh, clear space. This horse is an exciting horse, given he went in as a Class 3 runner. Yeah, that's right. Look, I'd watched the races um, the previous day before. I sat down on the computer and watched them all. And sort of worked out where everyone was coming from, where the pace was, you know, I was thinking there at birds, well, you didn't want to be any further back than third or fourth, or you'd be in the dust, and a lot of horses just don't like that due to visibility. It's quite a powdery dust there, and um, uh, it's not good for my lungs. I'm sure it's not um, handy on theirs, but yeah, look, he, he has plenty of gate speed. We used it. We got a perfect posse. We ended up running second there, sitting in behind the leader, and just tracked into it. And like I said, I just had to be patient. Um, I just know the explosive sprint that this horse has, and I guess I just have a lot of trust and a lot of faith in him and his ability. So uh, that also helps too. And, yeah, look, he, he is a cool little horse. He's only four years old, uh, so he's still quite young. And, yeah, he, he is a class three. So um, he's made quite a name for himself. He's definitely stamped his name out here in the bush so far. As well as that, he's he's come off a run at Longreach over 1,300, which was really pretty close to the first up run. I know he had plenty of residual fitness, but, but Todd's um, trained him to perfection for a tough 1600 at Birdsville. Yeah, that's right. We, were, we had had the conversation that Birdsville is always put down to being a really tough mile. Uh, it is, seems to be a little harder than some of the others. And But look, this horse, he like we're so lucky with him. He has one of the best temperaments and and Todd just knows him to a T also, and he he comes along quite quickly. He gets fit quite quickly, and um, but he doesn't overdo himself either. He certainly doesn't use any more energy than he has to. <laughs> That's part of the nature of a, of a good uh, racehorse, I would think. And as I said in the intro, you know, you beat a previous Townsville Cup winner and a runner-up in the Country Cups. Boy, oh boy, Todd must have some some headache options going forward, and it's a good headache to have, I would think, because there's so many options for this horse going forward. Yeah, that's right. He, he's probably going to be um, getting suggestions thrown at him left, right, and centre. I'm sure uh, he's got he's got a few owners in this horse, and it, it was a bit of a family affair. Uh, his wife, Tony Austin, she's in it. Her two brothers, Carrot and Gavin, also the brother-in-law, um, Ben Palmer from Longreach. You've got family friend Maddie Miller, the Chandler family. And there's a few other young um, fellas in there too, uh, all run by the Hands and Heels um, Syndicate, which is run by uh, Tony's brother, Kerrod. So, um, yeah, it was. I'm sure that Todd's going to have lots of suggestions and lots to choose from. But as he will with his other horses too, he had quite a successful um, two days of racing for the stable. You've got to love those sort of stories, though, Brooke, when you do hear of those kind of family syndicates like that. It's one thing that racing brings your mates together. It's a whole other thing when it's family in there as well. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's why it just um, pulled on the heartstrings a little. Just, you know, having a lot to do with everyone. And I've known also Tony's whole family. So Carrot and Gavin, since I was kids, we all went to Barky School. Uh, Tony and Todd have a real close association with my little boy, Ryland. So um, it was just really overwhelming. Um, And it just makes it all that little bit sweeter, I think. 
Yeah, Kerrod's developing a good reputation for picking up these tried horses, I do believe. The, the, the TNT stable has been going absolutely fantastic, I would say, in the last two years. Probably going, you could argue, the best it's ever done. And over the weekend, as you mentioned, Wicked Wench won on both days. Rosa Raya, which is a story in itself we'll talk about later. London Ruler, who's done great since it's joined the stable. And Echo Point, they're all in such good form. What's the, You know, his stable is going the best I've seen it go. Yeah, I think if you speak to Todd, he's said on previous um, chats with some people that he's had that he, he probably puts it down to having track work riders and having people on their back. So we're pretty blessed that uh, Rick McMahon chose to be based in Barky. And so between the two of us, um, we're getting the ho- a lot more horses ridden. Uh, at one stage, it was just me here. So between me having my own little boy to take care of and him starting school and Todd actually having a job on the side also, which is crazy. He, he works very big hours. Um, but between that, we were struggling to get all of them worked. So Rick come along at just the perfect time and um, he's a fantastic jockey himself. So it's just a really big team, team effort and it, it's really paying off. I think the other thing too, Brooke, is uh, and a lot of people may not realise still, even though we've had a few tab meetings there with like the Tree of Knowledge Carpet Park Holden, it's one of the the best country grass surfaces that you'll see going around. Everybody goes, how can you have a grass track out in the middle of the desert almost? It's amazing with all of the, the artesian basin there to be able to tap into how good that grass is at Parky. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we've been really lucky. We haven't had a massive lot of rainfall, but it's really funny. Always leading up to the races, we seem to have a couple odd showers and there's nothing like that good quality rainwater. You just see it pick up and it really greens it up. And it literally has happened before just about every race meeting. We've had a little sprinkle of rain a few days out and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's been looked after really well. We have um, a fella here that uh, looks after the work track and the grass track and he's always uh, conversing with Todd, Rick and myself and just and letting us know if there's anything he can fix or change or, or do better because we're the ones out there on the horses' backs and things like that. So they're, they're willing to work with us. And, um, yeah, it's really paying off. Uh, we're getting some tab meetings and it looks great on TV and heaps of jockeys that come out here that haven't ridden here before always compliment the surface. So uh, it's very good for Barky. You mentioned the ownership group. I reckon that uh, Willie Chandler and Marcel Chandler, <laughs> who love their racing, I'm, I'm pretty sure, surely Willie was the one who organised the plane to get you down there, and I'm pretty sure they celebrated well and truly. Yeah, that was definitely all they're doing. Uh, and, yeah, Willie had mentioned to me, he said, no, nope, we're getting you on, you're coming with us and we're taking you with us. Um, once we had the little, they had the little inconvenience with the original jockey who was booked. Um, but, yeah, look, all credit to them. Um, I'm pretty sure they would have celebrated once they got home. It was a quick quick trip up and back, but um, everyone was excited and there was definitely no quiet time on the plane on the way back. It was full of laughs and everyone was chatting amongst themselves. So um, it was definitely a good time. And uh, with uh, Rick and Todd taking out the tr- oh, Todd the trainer of the, the whole two days and Rick the jockey of the whole two days, uh, with the number of successes they had with the four, four wins for uh, Todd, uh, I'm sure you were quite happy when Rick tried to uh, pocket you, and rightfully so, with Bernie's Tiger. It was uh, You were happy to say, bye-bye, Rick, I'm off now. Yeah, I had a bit of an inkling. Obviously, we're all out there to do the same job. The main aim of the game is to win, and he was on quite a competitive horse. I'd have to say that my the most the ones that worried me the most were Bernie's Tiger um, and Sharandra, and obviously Rick's um, 
been such an experienced jockey. I've rode for quite some time too, but uh, Rick's right up there with the best. And um, I knew he'd be thinking extremely tactically and I, I could see him out the corner of my eye and I just knew what I had underneath me and, and what I could feel in my hands from Echo Point. And I had a little peek under my arm and he was going worse off than me. And I thought, yep, this is it. I've got it. Um, I, I don't have to worry. <laughs> well, the girl power shone through because Jay Doolan was sitting uh, up in front on Sharanda and it was travelling okay, but uh, you were able to sprint so quickly and just increase the margin. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Jade and I had a little chat after and uh, we had a little giggle about the girls running first and second in the cup. And yeah, uh, that turn of foot that Echo Point has, you know, I I barely have to ask much from him. He just, you give him a little click and he's very responsive. Um, and that's another thing I love about him. Anything you ask him to do, wherever you point him, he'll go. He's just a real trier. He's got a great heart. And uh, I, I haven't actually seen him in action uh, with the two meetings that he's won out here, Bar Calden and Longreach wasn't calling those days. But, oh, look, going forward, you, you know, your country cups are up for grab. Uh, the country championships are up for grab. There could be provincial. There could be Mackay. I mean, Todd's got, Todd has really got a good horse on his hands, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he does. And, um, you know, you don't like to um, pep him up too much and all that sort of thing. But I think the proof is in the pudding here, like, You've only got to watch his... If you've seen him race, you know what type of horse he is and, and the fact that he's so young still and that and that he was only a Class 3 horse and he has raced in such quality company and he'd been to Doombin even and he certainly was not disappointing in the Metropolitan. He was only beaten um, uh, by a short margin there with a fantastic run. So I think he's well and truly proven himself and um, it'll be all up to the boys, uh, Todd and the rest of the people. And I shouldn't say boys because there's Tony and um, Marcel in there as well. Um, but it'll be up to them where he goes next. And uh, fingers crossed that maybe I might get another sit on his back. We'll just see. It'll be lovely if you can, especially, like you say, he's had a bit of city experience. And as have you, Battle of the Bush rides and, and coming down for Country Cups challenges and things like that. It'd be lovely to see you back in town. I was going to ask, as we normally do with our guests, where are you riding next? But I think that answers itself when you look at the Easter Saturday calendar. Uh, yeah. Emerald, Flinton, Gladstone, Nanango, Roma, Honestly, Bullion. Oh, Buck Alden's racing on Saturday. <laughs> Yes, there's no shortage of meetings and there's one nice and close to me, so I think I'll be staying home. <laughs> and Tony and Brooke, haven't Birdsville got the grand opportunity now with that bonus that they promoted uh, that if you won the 2021 Cup in April and you win the September version of 2022 or if the trainer, the same trainer wins, but if you win with the same horse, I think it's a, a bonus of around 15000 10000 if it's the same trainer. Uh, there's another uh, in, thing in the melting pot that uh, Echo Point uh, could obviously have that as the long-term target. Oh, he possibly could. Um, yeah, it'll all depend on, on their way of thinking. Like you said, the, uh, the possibilities are endless for him mm. at the moment. Um, but it is very enticing. It's a fair bit of money. And obviously, we know he runs on the dirt. So um, I don't think it'll be an issue for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, coming September when there's not as many meetings on um, what sort of other horses will turn up. But I'm sure it'll be a massive turnout and it'll be just as competitive. Brooke, wonderful to have you on the show today and congratulations again on winning the Tab Birdsville Cup, the 2021 version run in April 2022, which I know is all very confusing, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> the Cup's up on the mantelpiece and uh, you're now a Birdsville Cup winning hoop. Yes, that's correct. So thanks very much, guys. It's always a pleasure to be on. Good on you, Good Brooke. on you, Brookie.
Brooke Richardson joining us there. Rob, I was just having a look through when we were talking about Todd Austin, the John Manselman stable. It was really good to see the uh, level of support those two stables gave to the Birdsville Race Club for uh, this uh, April 2022 version of the carnival. Uh, John took 19 runners and had three winners. We had 19 runners uh, over the two days. I won't say he took 19 runners because a couple may have backed up. 21, I think. Was that what it was? (laughs) Anyway, out of the 19 starters, he had three winners, seven seconds, four thirds, a fourth and four fifths. So the 19 runners all brought home checks. And Todd's 10 runners for five winners, if you don't mind, three seconds, a third and a seventh was the only one that was down the tail of the field. Quite amazing that both posted doubles on Sunday and uh, then uh, Todd with a treble yesterday, as you touched on, uh, ended up as trainer of the carnival. Rick McMahon with doubles on both days as the jockey of the carnival and John Keating with a double yesterday as well. Uh, But there was another win that I think will uh, be remembered for a long time as well. And uh, this was for an apprentice having her very, very first race winner. At the 500 metres marker, do your best the inside. Mackenzie Country, three wide. Lady Faye right up there as well. Rosa Ray is making ground and further back to Nixie Boy. At the 400 metres marker and uh, do your best. Also Lady Faye. Rosa Ray, the outside had loomed up. The deepest there is Mackenzie Country. Nixie Boy sneaking runs the inside. At the 200 metre marker, out wide Rosa Ray. Lady Faye, Rosa Ray, Lady Faye, Nixie Boy the inside do your best is still there as well Lady Faye, Rosa Raya Rosa Raya gets up to win from Lady Faye third do your best over Nixie Boy followed by Mackenzie Country, Del Bergia and Devil's Number dropped out to finish at the rear It may have only been a Class 1 Rob uh, the Birdsville Hotel Class 1 of 1200 metres uh, on uh, Sunday but for uh, Predator Shay Nielsen uh, Rosa Raya and Birdsville will hold a very special place in her heart I guess for all of her riding career one of the two apprentices with Johnny Mansman and Shay having, I think it, Tony, was her third race ride. She had a, uh, a ride in the first there on the program. And again, Rick McMahon, he's in second place. That's the second runner for Todd with Lady Faye. Now, that's a pretty good achievement. You can say you won your first at Birdsville and you, and you beat Rick McMahon. And we all know the quality of Rick, and I'm sure he doesn't mind me uh, pointing that out, that uh, Shay did that on her first a first winning ride. Congratulations to you, Shay. We'll probably detail more of that in coming weeks uh, as the career progresses. But there, as I said at the beginning, Tony, there were so many things that came out of this meeting. Jay Doolan, of course, uh, John's other apprentice, bookended the whole two-day meeting with the win on Little Miss Peggy and the uh, an acutest win, mind you, and Golden Athena, the second cutest win. There's another story. If you don't believe in cutest now, just look at Johnny Mansman in that in that first race, having basically all the runners in the race in his ownership anyway. And I think there was about 37000 in prize money that uh, went that way with all the Phillies win and then picks up gold and Athena. But just little stories like Kelly Monkton coming all the way through um, from Gundawindi with their ownership group. They stayed overnight here at Longreach and they picked up a, uh, a win on uh, Cup Day with Bolton. Robbie Farr riding that one home. You mentioned Don Keating had a treble over the whole time. Kim Healy regularly supports that particular uh, that particular weekend. Back again with a double. Um, past the card coming off a Nurema win, another Class 3 horse that's going places and beat open company horses at Nurema and went on to a good win at Birdsville. And, of course, Raiden 
taking the Linthurst Shield and giving a Quinella to John with Revenir into second place. Another feature race day, uh, race on the uh, weekend there for the Manselman team. They're on their way back via Longreach uh, today as we speak. But Raiden was very impressive on day one and heavily supported to win the race, Tony. We always like to catch up with uh, our race caller, Josh Fleming, post-Bush Beat. Uh, I should say post-Birdsville for Bush Beat. Uh, but like the Manselman trucks, uh, Josh is back on the road. But we did get him to file a report this morning before he was then going to be out of service range. So we'll get Josh's thoughts on the uh, April 2022 version of the Tab Birdsville Cup. But you mentioned Raiden taking out the Open on uh, Sunday. Let's have a listen to that before we hear from Josh. 600 metres left to run. It's Grand Symphony for Raiden second. Third, the inside is Revenir. Pinzers in fourth. Another plan is fifth and last of all, but no more than three to four lengths off the speed. Heads are turned for home and Raiden's hit the lead narrowly. Grand Symphony is the inside. Uh, Pinzers coming home fair. Revenir looking for the way clear. Another plan further back. So we've got uh, Pinzu the outside. Raiden. Raiden, Pinzu. Late Revenir down the outside. Grand Symphony the inside. But Raiden kicking really well. He gets away from Pinzu. Late Revenir down the outside. But Raiden's in front. Heavily backed. And Raiden's one from Revenir. Third Pinzu followed by Grand Symphony. And another plan pulled up at the tail. Yeah, thank you, boys. Uh, wonderful couple of days of uh, racing out in Birdsville on the edge of the Simpson Desert. And uh, as it turned out, Cup Day was the Todd Austin show. Uh, what a wonderful uh, carnival they had. And uh, particularly uh, on uh, Town Birdsville Cup Day, they really dominated there with three winners. And uh, they were all heavily backed. All started short. Uh, Wicked Wench uh, went round $1.30. London Ruler $1.24. And Echo Point, I can't uh, ever uh, recall a cup favourite uh, starting so short. A dollar eighteen was backed off the map. A dollar fifty into a dollar eighteen on race day, and uh, in the end was uh, dominant in victory. Great ride from Brooke Richardson. Only got the late call up uh, with the uh, Quay Crow unavailable to take the ride. Only flew out from uh, Bark Alden uh, on on the day, and then uh, they uh, flew back last night. So it's a bit of a uh, hit and run mission, but um, uh, under pressure she rode the horse uh, really well. Uh, was handy to the speed all the way. Third and fourth on the rail and then uh, popped into the clear at the right time, hit the lead, and uh, dashed right away. And uh, should Echo Point come back and win the Cup in September, it'll be a $15,000 bonus to the stable. If they uh, happen to to win with another horse, uh, it'll be a $10,000 bonus, so should Todd win the Cup uh, later in the year in in September. But it was a great result for him. Uh, And in the end, Echo Point uh, defeated Sharanda in the Cup, and Burning Tiger was back in third. Uh, they ran 135-37, so it was a pretty uh, fast-run cup despite the smallness of the field. There was good tempo there, but gee, in the end, Echo Point was all too good and uh, kicked right away to win. Uh, as I say, great result for Todd in the Central West and uh, also for the John Manziel Yard. Uh, those two old warriors ran a great race for Sharanda and also were Bernie's Tiger. Great to, uh, to see them with uh, some, sex, uh, some success over the two days as well. Uh, John and uh, Jay Dool, and it was a, a three-day drive out from Mackay for them. So um, they dominated that cutest maiden plate, as we know. They had nearly the whole field there. They were first, second, third, fourth, and fifth over the line. Uh, so they stripped the pool there, had a chat with uh, both uh, Jade and John at the end of the day, and uh, they are keen to come back in September as well. So um, it was their first trip out to Burlesville. They enjoyed it. It was great to, to see them walk away uh, with with some joy as well. It was a hot uh, couple of days of racing. Um, as far as the temperature was concerned, we got up to about 38 degrees uh, on day one. It was that little bit hotter for Cup Day. Uh, got up to about 39. So uh, 
Uh, it was it was interesting in that time slot in uh, April. We haven't had the Cup in April before. It was a little bit warmer uh, than a normal September uh, date. But um, uh, under the circumstances, the crowd was good. We had about, uh, I think, just over 3,000 people then. So a little bit down on what we would, we would normally have in September. But, um, look, the crowd that was here had a wonderful time. We hope that they uh, come back later in the year. Uh, just uh, touching on uh, Sunday, uh, day number one, the, the feature runners there was the Linhurst Stud Open Handicap and it was won by the old Marvel Raid. And we spoke about... Uh, uh, the, the Manzelman Warriors that ran so well in the Cup, well, uh, Raiden and uh, Revenir, they dominated in the open sprint there uh, on, on day number one. Raiden went round uh, $1.85 favourite. I tell you what, the putters uh, really walked away with uh, with the cash, didn't they, and a lot of races. So there were some heavily back favourites who won. Uh, Raiden was very well tried late, uh, got into $1.85, and uh, he, he brained them there. One of the real highlights I've got to touch on, boys, was the victory of young Shane Nielsen as well. Uh, Shay came to Birdsville. She'd only had one career ride uh, before uh, before she came out to Birdsville, and she travelled out with the Manzelman and Doolan team. And um, she uh, rode her first ever career winner on board Rosa Raya uh, for the for the Todd Austin stable there in the Birdsville Hotel Class One handicap. So uh, a great result for her. Um, she's been through a lot to, in her young life for Shay. A lot of uh, personal tragedy. She's worked really, really hard to become a jockey. Um, so it's so great to, to see that hard work pay off. And uh, she got the victory there in the class, uh, class one for Birdsville Hotel uh, on the opening day. Uh, pretty much a lot of the results um, away from a lot of victories for the, the, the Austin Stable and the Manselman Yard uh, went well as well. Uh, it was a spread across the board, though, where Gary Bignall won with a horse called Pass a Card. And uh, great to see Kim Healy with uh, with a couple of winners as well. The Caitlin's Angel won, and Vietti, who was heavily backed, also was uh, successful there. Uh, took out race number one on on Cup Day. Has been a great uh, support of racing here over a great uh, period of uh, of uh, time. Kim Healy, and uh, it was great to see him win there. And uh, again, another uh, well backed favourite there with Vietti, who uh, was heavily backed late. Took out race number one uh, on Cup Day. So. Look, all in all, boys, it was a great uh, couple of days racing. It was a bit different being out here in April. It was warm. Uh, horse numbers were down uh, a little bit, but um, I think that was to be expected. Uh, April did come around a little bit quick for, for some out on the bush that only get uh, racing late February, early March. So the, the April date did uh, creep up uh, a little bit uh, too soon for some. So uh, a couple of our regulars couldn't make it, but uh, the ones that did uh, had a great time. And as I say, congratulations to Todd. Great result for him and Brooke Richardson as well with the Central West uh, taking out the Tab Birdsville Cup with uh, Echo Point. So uh, that's a wrap-up. Great couple of days of racing uh, for the April date here in Birdsville. We can't wait to get back out here uh, with our normal date uh, in, in early September. Good on you, Josh, and safe travels home. A great wrap-up there of two great days of Outback Queensland racing, Rob. Oh, and you think Birdsville, you think Josh Fleming, don't you? Josh, um, he's... I don't, I don't think he's missed any meetings, Tony, but, yeah, just lovely to hear his voice coming through with those calls and um, fantastic, uh, as always, to get the coverage on uh, on Sky for um, the Melbourne Cup of the Queensland Outback, basically, as we look forward now to September and weather. Echo Point can uh, complete the double. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which way connections go. Well, of course, the weekend wasn't all about Birdsville. We had plenty of other cards to look back at on the weekend. We're going to check in on some news out of uh, the Burdekin Race Club program at Home Hill. It was Maxelton Cup Day on Saturday, Gundawindi Picnic Cup for the Gundawindi and McIntyre Picnic 
Race Club. They also raced at Gympie and Lacey Morrison stole the show at Atherton. Elegant Zeus who's off in a hurry and she storms right around them, Amanda Thompson and takes the lead up at the 600. So it's Elegant Zeus in front, Cupid's son slips through on the inside to be running second and they were followed by Elite Standard, Peony Rose, Danny's Ruler, October Storm and back toward the rear of the field, Volpe's on the inside and just wins his last of all into the straight. And the later leader is Cupid's son, shot away. Under sufferance now at the moment is Elegant Zeus trying to battle on Elite Standard and Volpe's are all starting to run on. But Cupid's son's in one race, the rest are in another. Cupid's son and Lacey Morrison brings up a third. That's three wins out of four races for Lacey. Volpe's got up for second. That's an eye-catcher. They were followed by Ellie Kinsuch. Yes, three out of the first four races there at uh, at Atherton on the weekend. Rob for Lacey Morrison. The beat goes on, taking out race one, the cutest maiden. The benchmark 55 to trigger. Uh, she then uh, ended up sixth out of seventh in the, in the next race. And oh, as, as Brooke was saying before, one day you're at the top uh, high-flying. The next day you're the, what's the old saying? You're the Lord Mayor or the Night Cart? Well, it goes a little bit more lower than that for those that have long memories. And then, yeah, Cupid's son for Charlie Hoffman there taking out race four and uh, then ran second in the uh, the fifth and last race of the day on Verbalizer for Charlie behind Bet on Love for Rachel Shred and Roy Chalemi in the open. So a big day for Lacey. Lacey Morrison continues in great form in that combination with Charlie Hoffman with Cupid's son. And the uh, punters who follow Lacey would have enjoyed the $26 after the two opening favourites that she rode. And, Tony, that now puts her in basically the top 10 in the Jockeys Premiership with 19 wins, just trailing Rick McMahon on 30 and Jeff Felix on 28. So we're getting some real quality battles going on. And uh, Lacey in absolute tremendous um, form there with that treble up there. That Roy Chalemi and Bet on Love, uh, that's a quality horse. Another Love Conquers All. In fact, it was the Love Conquers All race-to-race sequence with Cupid's son and Bet on Love coming off a uh, third at Innisfarlet's last run for Roy Chalemi and Rachel Shred defeating Verbalizer and Fanks. But all all uh, honours there uh, with Lacey Morrison. Sneaky Truths, another Spill the Beans, gets up in the Class B on the day as well with two wins and two seconds at its only four runs for the Ricky Ludwig stable and Amanda Thompson booting that galloper home. As we stay up towards the north there in the Home Hill meeting, Tony, uh, we're talking about jockeys having their first win or apprentices. Well, another apprentice having her first winning ride on the day, an apprentice to Georgie Holt, is Kelsey Linton. And this was uh, ride number five, I think it was. Yes, her fifth ride. And Kelsey was able to boot home grand old campaigner for the stable in Hit Snooze. It had been placed at Ingham at Bowen at its last two runs. Fratellino in second and Tahiri into third place. So this is the day that... uh, Kelsey Lenton is going to uh, remember well and truly and getting it on a, a ride for her master in um, Georgie Holt. Congratulations to the Kelsey. We'll, to you, Kelsey. We'll hear more of uh, you down the track as well. Trevor Williams from Emerald picked up a double with more than charged, uh, taking home the maiden plate over Sunny Excels and Royal Rusky. Uh, Trevor also had the winner in the final event, Star Hatton for Scott Sheargold in the Class B over Legal Chance and Chatterley. And the other winners on the day, Chris Attard for Shock Zone, an outsider in the field, the Kermadec for Denisha Smith over Keely Sun and Double Denman. And to wrap up that program, great to see Combatant to Rui. He's been a slow-maturing horse, but Kayla Russell uh, doing a grand job with him uh, this campaign. And Nicole Seymour uh, booting this horse. He loves to roll along in front, the written tycoon. And he proved too strong in the other class, B over 1460 with in his time and Jack, Jack, Jackie.
into third place. But, Tony, another apprentice getting that first win. Kelsey yeah. Lenton. We'll, we'll hear the name more. We will. Uh, and Shane Nielsen, too. We've been following these uh, girls since they kicked off their riding careers. And it's always lovely to be able to report on Bushbeat on their first winning rides. And as we said, with uh, with Shay, with Rosa Rea at uh, Birdsville, uh, Kelsey's going to remember the name Hits News for a long, long time to come as well. And it was only Paul Hamlin that stopped the girls again riding the program at Gympie. And by the way, Paul rang me before the show, Tony. This weekend we've got so many meetings coming up and he's working hard with clubs to see next year on this Easter weekend. I know it's prime, like primetime TV. You all want to race on a certain time, but there are ways and means to maybe spread this out so our jockeys can get a better chance to be able to support meetings. And as he pointed out to me, Tony, Flinton and Roma are only two and a half hours apart, and I think he's working with stewards at the moment to see if they can run the Flinton meeting a little bit earlier so the jockeys can hop across to Roma. And this is ah. the sort of thinking that, that's going on behind the scenes. And good on you, Paul, for bringing it up uh, but it's only two and a half hours they can slip, uh, flip across to Roma and uh, provide jockeys for the day there because they're pretty pretty scarce in numbers so uh, as you'll run through those meetings uh, at the end of the show that's the sort of things happening behind the scenes and good on you Paul for getting the win at Gimpy on I Am Fearless for Glenn Richardson three wins from four for the stable now but as I said uh, Rebecca Wilson uh, part of the girl team getting up and I just made the first mistake straight away uh, because Chris Meehan rode a, a winner on the day. But Rebecca Wilson had a double on the day and she picked up the win on uh, Dulac Kitsabira for Peter Blackwall defeating Marchiki Boy and Just Like Ruler. Another spill the beans in the cutest maiden. No cutest money going off. And Rebecca combined with Bob Murray on a horse that loves the track. Five wins, two placings from nine called My Certain defeating Froze and De Villain. And uh, Gemma Steele back in the winner's circle for Simon Kurtz on King of the Harbour, uh, defeating Jeno and Nicholas Adam. And Nine Cigars, Barry Gill, good to see Barry with a winner there on that uh, home surface. And Chris Meehan, um, second win at the track for the Red Element, Nine Cigars over Side Trip and Explosive Truth. So certainly the ladies doing a grand job again at Gympie, but uh, good on you, Paul Hamlin, for all the work you're doing behind the scenes in trying to get this jockey shortage problem uh, sorted out. Yeah, that could make a lot of sense in a similar sort of way that uh, when Gladstone and Rockhampton used to race, uh, both race on Melbourne Cup Day, uh, Gladstone would go early, Rockhampton would go later, so jockeys could be at one venue, head up the highway and, and race at the other. And, and I've got to give uh, credit too, like Augustella has been racing on Easter Monday for quite a few years now, Rob, with their Meat and Cup program. Uh, Easter Sunday sitting there in between, folks. Uh, so as much as you might like to race on Easter Saturday, maybe looking at Sunday might be a better option for your club. And that's one of the other things Paul's working on for next year, talking to clubs and even talking about Friday to stretch it right out. Um, there's ways and means to try and do these things. And uh, when you get these experienced senior jockeys helping out like that, it uh, it does a great job. And uh, Racing Queensland do listen to that information. Uh, talking about Gundawindi, when I was mentioning Flinton, um, they had their meeting on the weekend, the Gundawindi McIntyre Picnic uh, Race Club. And I'll turn my notes over because the uh, main event was the Kenway and Clark Brown and Hurley Gundawindi Picnic Cup Open Handicap over the 1,200 metres. And Maslow, Peter Sinclair from Moree. This was the first of a race-to-race double for Peter. This Lonro, fourth run for the stable, first win. And Nathan for Sackley. And again for Nathan, uh, the first of the race-to-race double combining with Peter. This horse too good over Vertical and Swan Island. And then they combined with Jonesy. The Melizeum five-year-old uh, taking out the final event on the program, the Class B over Coffee Coming and Louvre Lil. Uh, so the uh, the Maurice stable of Peter Sinclair. And good to see Nathan for Sackley. I know Nathan 
is basically out of his time now, and this is where it gets a little bit harder, but he's, he's travelling around and uh, getting the winners. He didn't quite get in the first because Liv O'Donnell and Craig Smith with as good as ready, the better than ready, two from two now in his last two runs, won the maiden at Roma last start, defeated uh, Nathan's Mount in Bill of Rights by two lengths with Camarillo into third place. Then Michael Hemmings had a Jimmy Creed filly, no choices, combined with Shannon Apthorpe to take the maiden plate. Over a thousand metres, uh, Zagarigi in second, and Grinzinger Hulk into um, third place, and uh, local trainer Barry Fitzgerald, uh, Barry Shepherd with Fitzroy Boy, and uh, Sarah Champion taking the win in the benchmark 55, defeating Right On and Philosophy. Uh, this is a fast and famous having its first win for the campaign, and as I said, out of the meeting, Jonesy, uh, sorry, Peter Sinclair getting the double with Nathan Fasakali, and that race to race double to wind it up. But we continue to go oh, around the coast, down the coast, back into the um, into the uh, northwest eventually. But we'll find empty notes that I have here, Tony. I um, I have them here organised, but of course things get a little bit astray when everything prints out back to back. So we'll go to um, Max Walton while I'm getting back to what I've done with um, the gimpy notes. But Max Walton, of course, this meeting um, back on the uh, back on the calendar and getting the results. Uh, on the weekend for the Max Welton Cup. And that was the final event on the program. And uh, this was taken out by Favre. Now, this was an impressive winner, Favre, because for Jay Morris and Jeff Felix, and that's helped Jeff uh, climb the ladder uh, up the jockey's premiership, uh, as I mentioned earlier. And it defeated level eight for Robbie Farr, who went up to Max Welton and then out to Birdsville for Stephen Royce and Wicked Wiki for Tanya Parry. In fact, Wicked Wiki looked like he could be the winner on the turn, but this Favre... Uh, he just put paid to them and won by 8.25 lengths uh, on the program. So uh, a big win up there at Max Welton uh, for the win there for that uh, particular gallop of Abra. But Tanya Parry uh, continued to climb back to the top in the uh, trainer's premiership with a double on the day. Uh, she had the winners, or a double, uh, that came in uh, races three and four. Firstly, with uh, Gregory, uh, Gregory Walters with Injustice, the unencumbered six-year-old, defeated Mayari and Solvus. And then with Myola Millie, with uh, Timmy Brummel, went up for the meeting, the Ferocity defeating Miss Flawless and uh, Farfar. But uh, Dan and Keith Ballard commenced the pro- uh, program with the wins. Forgotten Bow, Damien Finter, a golden archer, having its first up run since November, defeating Under the Spotlight and Dollar Dream. And Positive Tension, uh, back-to-back wins now. For the stable, the only two starts um, since uh, November. This was the first start since November where it had won. Defeated Safty and Flash Ombre, another written tycoon getting up. But Max Walton back on the program, getting the cup win with Favre. And I think, Jay Morris, we're going to hear more of this galloper of yours uh, because that was a very impressive win. And I've found um, Gimpy where... Uh, I have I done Gimpy, Tony? You did. You sorted out Gimpy because you were talking about Paul Hamlin winning the first for Glen no wonder. No wonder I put the notes aside and then couldn't <laughs> find them. <laughs> have I covered them all this morning? We've caught up with all of it, but we just wanted to quickly mention the Capricorn Yearling sales on the, the weekend. They uh, had the uh, race meetings on uh, Friday and Saturday. Saturday, of course, the two-year-old classic went out uh, to Sammy Ballerina for Chris McIver and Jamie McConaughey. And uh, then a good day selling on Sunday as well to uh, wrap up three big days in Rockhampton. Yeah, that sale, that Capricorn yearling sale, averaged 16,603 with a median of um, 12,000. There was 135 lots, 95 sold, 33 uh, passed in and 17 withdrawn. And 55,000 was the uh, top priced yearling for Glendon Allen 
are buying the better than ready uh, human over uh, yearling from Jawson Farm. So a very successful, um, very successful sale there, and some very good quality um, yearlings coming through. And of course, uh, we had the classic cutest plate, didn't we? Uh, Sammy Ballerina for Jamie McConaughey and Chris McIver. Good to see Chris getting a feature win over Zipping Russian Street Glory. And then the three- and four-year-old classic going to Courtesy Bus for Jared Wheelow and Ryan Wiggins over Natural Empire and Sockham Sid. That was a good run. Sockham Sid um, storming home at the end for the um, Brendan Jones uh, team. So, yeah, it gets a lot of following that sale. And, of course, um, the end result comes when you come to uh, those uh, sales. Now uh, those races are uh, on the uh, days prior to the sale, Tony. Yeah, and the uh, the 2023 version of the Classic uh, will be here before we know it. And busy times ahead, of course, for uh, Rockhampton Region with the first running of the $440,000 Archer coming up uh, not too far down the track. We've had a big show this morning. Robin covered, covered plenty of territory. Wonderful to have Brooke Richardson on after winning the Birdsville Cup yesterday. Uh, on Echo Point. Racing this week, another busy week on the way. It's uh, tab programs today at Mackay, Thursday at Townsville and Toowoomba. Easter Saturday, tab meeting Gatton for Lately Cup Day. And as I touched on before, Bullier Cup Day on Easter Saturday. Also, Honestly Cup Day and a leg of the up-and-coming Stayers series. Uh, racing at Bar Calden, Emerald, Gladstone, Nanango and Roma as part of their Easter in the Country Festival. Flinton Cup Day on Easter Saturday. And then Easter Monday, tab meeting at Townsville and the Meat and Cup program at Augathella. I'll be headed to Bar Callum. Watsi will be going off to the Meat Ant Cup meeting at Augustella. We'll catch up with Brookie Richardson. Congratulations again to her getting the win with TNT Racing. I'm sure the congratulations will flow around again on uh, Saturday. If you uh, have any great stories, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. Back next week, Tony, with another great show. Good morning to you. Good morning, listeners. Good on you, Rob. Thank you for that. Thank you too, Brooke Richardson and Rob Luck for joining us on Bushbeat this week. And good luck to everyone who is racing this coming week. Have a great Easter, folks. And we'll join you next Tuesday again on Radio Tab on Bushbeat.